Yacht Horn, but, uh, <clears throat> Jack Vomit. <clears throat> Excuse me? <laughs> That's the sound he used to make. <laughs> yeah, Jack, our old dog Jack. Right, okay. This is Vomit. Wow! <laughs> And Anne thought it was a new, like, sexual position. <laughs> I mean, I'm out of the loop, I guess. <gasps> These millennials. Oh, man. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the sometimes twice weekly show where we recap and sometimes do clip shows about, uh, what's the show, Too Beautiful to Live? Um, I'm your host, Mike Frizzell, also known as The Jail Dude, also known as Drew McFrizz, also known as someone who was up way too late last night. Uh, and was late into the Zencaster recording today, so was nominated to host the show despite complete and utter unfitness <laughs> to do so. Uh, joining me from the Sticker Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, is Anne with the Plan Lundholm. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, Mike. You sound chipper. Uh, if I sound chipper, it's because I'm not. <laughs> and joining me uh, from the uh, Hodges Sbarro Studios in just for a few more minutes, the Lincoln Park, um, <laughs> the Lincoln Park neighborhood of Detroit. Is Lincoln Park a city, a city. or a neighborhood? It's a city. We've never established. Yeah, it's that. a it's a suburb. Okay, Lincoln Park. Um, but about to move into Detroit, yes. We hope yep. if if someone ever shows up to do any repairs at all to the new house uh. to get it inspected, it's Meredith, uh, Meredith the MVH Van Harn. That's right. That's so Western Michigan of you, Mike. Thank you for that correct pronunciation. <laughs> right. <laughs> and from um, the Middle Age Momish Studios in South Austin. You're in South Austin today, Hillary, um, the H-bomb? Southwest Austin, if we're going to be snobby about it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's get snobby. Let's get snobby. Circle C adjacent. Way. If we're going to dish on Austin. <laughs> uh, y- y- your neighborhood has to really look down on Manshack. Right. I mean, no, I mean, it's like, like, a, like uh, well, maybe a little bit. Build a wall. <laughs> Ugh. Make the Manshackians pay for it. That's the plan. <laughs> That's the plan. And it was never going to happen because we don't have any money. Uh, and joining me from the Buffalo Stance uh, Studios in super new famous... Um, <laughs> we got to talk about that in business, by the way. This article about about uh, about Bobby and Sam, uh, Bobby Pape. What's going on over there, uh, Bobby? You you're much more awake than me at this point, I believe. Well, I have a time zone on you, which helps. Uh, 
certainly would have helped me to have another time zone or six to, to, to get on top of this morning. I was also tucked into bed at somewhere between 9.30 and 10 last night. So, Oh, nice. man. We're really only. living well, the just getting started. Living the octogenarian, octogenarian lifestyle there. You know, Sam and I have been looking for something to do for New Year's Eve, but the problem is that everything is so late. <laughs> like past midnight, yeah. Yeah, it's awful. Oh, yeah. I wish they wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, anything cool is happening way past when I want to be there. And way, way past when Emily wants to be there. But uh, anyway, um, we're going to do our usual LRB business. We can review, keep some house, and then tell you how to get involved. I would, I've would, i never been happier to hand something <laughs> off um, <laughs> than I am right now to, to Anne with the LRB business. I, I'm so glad it turned from question marks into Anne. Uh, <laughs> Because I, I'm drowning here. <laughs> That'll teach yeah. you to be late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck my life. I, I got, I got. You know, you know how you get those stupid. Uh, you know, every, every six weeks or so, you'll sign in and you'll go to the try to get into the ZenCaster, the the thing we record the show with, and or or connect with. We don't record with it, but and it says you're on an outdated. Google Chrome or, you know, update your Firefox. And I'm like, fuck my life. <laughs> and then and then when you finally get it updated and you come in, everyone's like, ha, ah, you're it. Oh, <laughs> even worse. This really is a self-made hell. Even worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't you tell us about uh, your night last night then? Well, um, for, for Christmas, uh, I... One of one of the gifts that I, I got my bride, and I didn't get her a lot of stuff, were two tickets to a Charlie Crockett show in Lukenbach, Texas, for uh, last night. And, uh, you know, the show started at 8, but there was an opening act, and, and then Charlie came on. And Lukenbach is about an hour and a half away from here. And um, it, it's not like we did any partying at all, because when... It was it was an uh, it was a dance hall, but it's it's like open air, and it's it was in the forties, the temperature was in the forties, and it was real cold. So, you know, when we got there, Emily said, "Hey, do you want a beer?" And I said, "Uh, only if you're getting one." And she was like, "Um, no, because I'll fall asleep, you know, <laughs> before the show even starts." And I was like, "Okay," and and then I said, uh, "But you know, if you want to get me, uh." Uh, water or uh, a Coke, Hillary. Whenever I say a Coke on the show, you're required to do your. Give me a Coke if you're thirsty. Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I was thirsty, so I asked. I asked, you know, you could get me a water or a Coke or something, and then she was like, "No, nah, it's too cold. I ain't going out there." Because you had to walk like back out of the building to the bar instead of. You know, staying in the dance hall where you know there were there were a lot of people and there was at least some body heat going on in there. So um, didn't drink a drop of anything, alcoholic or not. But uh, you know, the show ended like eleven thirty ish, maybe a little after that. And you know, hour and a half away, and uh, Emily missed a turn on the way home, and so we got home like. 
115, 130, something like that. And then, you know, got to take care of the dogs, got to do this and that. And I was hyped up from the show because you go to a live music show, you know, me once every decade. Uh, and so I was hyped up. So I, I didn't go directly to bed and I turned on, I, I, I tried to turn on the TV and watch the football game because I DVR'd the the big uh, Alabama Oklahoma game. Big, okay. And, uh, I mean, bi- oh, the biggest. <laughs> I mean, big. Don't tell me how it turned out, <laughs> Hillary. <laughs> Don't tell me how it turned out because because DVR wasn't oh, working, it, cable wasn't working. So I just I jumped onto Netflix and I shopped around. I was looking for something that I had seen before so that I could like do something else and just kind of half watch something. And I, I, after a couple swings and misses mania, I try, I've been trying to watch that maniac show for forever that, that, uh, Luke, Luke, of course, highly recommends cause he can't just recommend something. Um, and I just can't get into it. So I, I landed on Friday night lights, the movie, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And of course, I stopped doing whatever thing I was planning on doing and just watched it. And it's not a short movie. And it was already 2 a.m. So about 4 a.m. I decided, since I'd already taken my legs off and it takes a long time to put them back on with my new system and all that, I was just on my chair for the night. And I went to sleep at about 4 and oh Michael, you're too old for, for this. Four o'clock. <laughs> I know. I set an alarm for for eight, and I put my legs on, and I I went and washed myself up, and made some <laughs> breakfast for my bride, um, and took all the cats out of the room so she could eat. And, <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> now I join you. And here we are. Great show though, Charlie Crockett, just an amazing performer, and so. Awesome and kind and gracious and grateful for for his his success, which is really coming hard right now. You know, it, it's a short leap from the cover of the Austin Chronicle to the cover of American Airlines magazine uh, to uh, who, whatever comes next. Was was Luke on the cover of Alaska Airlines magazine, or was he just in it? Just in it, I think. Uh, see, he's nothing. Char- Charlie's Charlie's on fire. Does this mean that he's now going to resent Charlie Crockett because he remembers the time that they were oh. at the equivalent level of fame? One hundred percent. Yes, definitely. And if I'm not mistaken, Charlie Crockett is is verified on Twitter because I, I tweeted him. I tried to tweet at him before the show to let him know we're there, but I don't think he he even he's not an active Twitter guy. But he might even be verified without even be trying uh one tenth as hard as Luke is on Twitter yeah. to to nobody's trying one tenth as hard mm-hmm. as Luke is on Twitter. Let's face True. it. It's American Way magazine, by the way, that's what it's called. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's the United one called? It used to I thought it had a cool name. I can't remember but I don't keep track of the other ones. Jet Blue doesn't have a magazine yeah. because they're not fancy enough. Jet Blue doesn't have one? Isn't it required? No, because they're a discount carrier. So Doesn't they just you the know. FAA say 
So you have to have a stupid uh, magazine. United like Airlines magazine with is... A, with a half-done crossword puzzle <laughs> with boogers on it? Hemispheres. Oh, right. Hemispheres. Right, right. Oh, uh, that yeah. That's right. Okay. That's right. And then the Delta one is just Delta Sky, so that's not... Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I didn't remember it. I mean, I've been on a lot of Delta flights... And and I don't remember it because it's it's not memorable. You were too it's distracted no by the dogs on your flight to Boston to pay attention to anything oh, else. They were so cute. I had two of the best dogs. On the <laughs> um. Well, we're glad that you could join us this morning. This will be the last you'll hear from me on this show. Okay. You can, y'all can read my notes sleep. when we get to my days. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, next thing on the LRB business list is an entry that says, I don't want to see my children anymore. Help, which I assume is Hillary. Uh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> this, is, this is why, this is one of the reasons. To not have children. You're on the yeah. channel. I, um, they're they one week in. So, um, sorry, this is boring mom talk, but um, so I feel like usually spring break, spring break, winter break is like, more heavily weighted before Christmas, and then there's like a few days after New Year. This year, it's the opposite. Like they got out the twentieth or twenty first or whatever, and Bridget doesn't go back until the seventh. And I want to kill myself. I mean, not really, but <laughs> the thing is that I am not. I think I'm a B solid B mom. Like I, I'm my kids are alive. They like me enough for the most part. I don't like abuse them or anything, and I feed them. I'm not a crafty mom, though. That is not my thing. I don't like to craft. I don't like the mess of crafting. It's just not for me. Uh, I like to. I told Bridget one time, "We'll. I'm an adventure mom. Like we go on adventures. The problem is, is adventures over the span of two weeks get super expensive, um, and like." Uh, we're not going to travel places. I've gone to all the most of the museums. We've gone to all the parks. I'm just done. And my kids are now watching way too much TV. And we still have a fucking week left. And I'm like, what do I do with them? <laughs> so, hey, tens or uh, wagoneers, if you have any tips on what to do with children, not necessarily location specific, but something, help me, please, because their brains are turning well- to mush. She already has the solution for this, is that you need to help her develop her Insta <laughs> Oh, that is her followers. That's <laughs> mm. true. She has taken over my Instagram. And, uh, I was about to say, she knows all about those cute filters. Like, oh, she, she does. She dances with those little glasses on all the time. Like She's good at it. She's pretty good, and she likes to do cartwheels and, and you know, dumb places. So um, we did one at Nordstrom the other day. She did cartwheel, and I said, you're embarrassing me. Uh, and then she posted it. So maybe we'll just keep. You embarrass yourself. Maybe I, I'm gonna monetize her over the break, so we can actually go on these adventures, and uh, and she can make money for me. Anyway, Perfect. anyway, any other tips? Let me know. <laughs> I wish I could help. I mean, I don't have kids, but like when I was a kid, I was such an indoor dork kid yeah that all I all my mom had to do was take me to the library and I would get more books than I could carry and I would just lock myself in my room and read for two weeks straight we you have know? we have gone to the library and and she's just now reading like more fluently reading but the problem is is the siren call of tv ipad whatever devices yeah which yeah. we just really I mean we had television but we didn't really have it so readily available to us and I am weak against it and I'm like yeah whatever sure just for 
one show and then one show turns into like <laughs> so many oh i do it too yeah. i don't read nearly the, as much as i used content. to yeah yeah there's so there's so much yeah. content you know because yeah. because yeah yeah it's back never in ending the day, especially when i was there was like one channel yeah and it you know Oh, Dave likes to flickered in and out. (laughs) Dave likes to regale me. He's like, it was on the UHF channel. That's all we had. So he watched a lot of PBS and, you know, miscellaneous uh, reruns of. Channel 22 was in Seattle and you're like, 22? (laughs) What? I wasn't even allowed to watch TV until after dinner. That was the rule. And I was so afraid of my mom that I never broke that rule. So I had to find ways to entertain myself before dinner. So what you're saying is Hillary has to cultivate some fear? You have to beat those children. They are not scared of me. I don't know. I was scared of my parents. Why are they scared of me? you're too nice i'm not i'm a bitch i don't understand my my mom growls like she could just do a little low growl under her breath and i'd be like whoa okay kathleen had you say kathleen had really long nails in the 80s and like if we were somewhere public you know she would just like i know she would just sort of lightly dig her (laughs) her nails into the back of my arm (laughs) if i was like doing something dumb Uh, or she would just give you the look you know the like mm -hmm. oh yeah i see you yeah my dad would squeeze my head because he had these giant hands and the fingers reached like almost all the way down to my jaw and he would just start squeezing my head until I decided to, to comply. But if low growls is all it will take, you can borrow Abby because she's mastered the low, the yeah. low growl. Ugh, anyway, I'm just picturing Mike's Mike's father is a Harlem Globetrotter and exactly. Mike's head is a basketball. Yeah, me too. Oh, God, yeah. Well, good luck, Hillary. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Bobby, you're famous. You and Sam are famous. Mike and said cupcake. we had to talk about cupcake. this. So let's and talk cupcake. about this. Well, this has been a few weeks in the making because this photo shoot was a while ago. And I use the term photo shoot really loosely because it was a photographer who showed up, took that one picture, and then left. Uh, a, f- a couple of months ago... Through Facebook, through some mutual connections, uh, we found out that a reporter for the Buffalo Business First, which is the local business journal, which is a national chain of business newspapers. I know Hillary was really excited when she yes. saw it was the business journal. I love the business journel. Honestly, the, well, Austin, sure, the, the Austin Business Journal is some of the best news in all of Austin because the statesman pretty much sucks. But the ABJ yep. is really good. Yeah. And, uh, well, they run all the real estate listings, yes. so that's right in yes. your... Wheelhouse, you and your new t shirt. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Yeah, just replace a hot dog with the Austin skyline. And, and that's, you've got, that's uh, my company t shirt. It's, it's the patriarchy lives and breathes. Uh, <laughs> the Austin, the Austin real estate business. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Period. So, uh, Jim Fink, the reporter who wrote the story, who's an old contact of mine from my BPO days, because he used to write about the orchestra a lot, uh, was looking for young people who bought a house in the city of Buffalo in 2018. They're doing a bunch of these little vignettes about people moving back into the city and buying property here. And we did that. So I reached out to Jim and I said, hey, yeah, of course, Um, we bought in the city because we want to live in the city. We want to be able to walk to things and be close to downtown and you know, Sam can walk to work from here and we weren't looking for a house, but 
when we saw this one, we had to come get it. And that's the story that I think I've told here before. You know, we weren't really actively property hunting, but we fell in love with this house. And so we we scooped it up because we were able to just barely make it happen. So how many um, avocado toasts did you not have to <laughs> afford this house, you millennial? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I haven't had any avocado toast in 2018. I'm really, oh, that's really, how you did oh, it. no. Yeah. So that, that was the, the angle. And there were a few different stories and they weren't all young, actually. There was like, um, you know, a couple who moved back in from the suburbs and then an even younger, hipper, uh, couple than us that bought like a $50,000 super fixer upper and they're going to work on it. And then there's our story of surprise. We bought a house. <laughs> so uh, the photographer showed up and he was uh, nice, but he was also young and new to the job. I think he'd only been working for the business journal for like a month. So he really didn't have any gut instinct on how to do any of this. And we said, nope, you should just come outside and stand here. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at Sam and I said, we got to get cupcake in this picture. And she didn't Aww. believe me. And I said, no, really, we have to get cupcake in this picture. So she went and got the cat <laughs> and just brought the cat out in her arms and cupcakes an indoor cat. So this was a big adventure for her. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid just had no idea. Like, <laughs> if if we'd had a seasoned photographer, I, ha- I have a feeling they would have said maybe one without the cat. But <laughs> so you got your he way just, here. He just That's rolled great. with it and took the picture. And I'm, I'm my biggest disappointment is that she didn't make it into the caption or anything. Her name is her name nowhere yeah. in the story. Anonymous. <laughs> oh yeah. no. But uh, yeah, no. Well, it's... she was pre-pissed in the picture. Yeah. Apparently. Well, she always is. That's that's just she's got resting bitch face cat edition. <laughs> uh, so yes, the dozens of people who read the Buffalo Business First will will learn all about how we bought this house. Bobby, when when you um, take your cat out to where she's never been before, aren't you afraid she's going to make a break for it? Sam can can hold her. I can't even carry her around the house without her flipping out. But for some reason, she puts up with Sam cradling her like a baby, carrying okay. her around. Uh, she would never. I have to boot her from the bedroom at night. This is a recent development around here. We, we've started locking her out of the bedroom because she was sleeping on Sam's face and suffocating her in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> and I can I can scoop her up with two arms and get under her and sort of get her to the door. And by the time we're to the bedroom door, she's jumping out of my arms. Yeah, see that? Yeah, that's that. That's what I was picturing. Yeah. Is like, oh, cupcakes outside. Okay, <laughs> goodbye, cupcakes. No, she's also gotten <laughs> never to be seen significantly again. lazier. So, I think you know she okay. spends all day sitting at the doors, looking out on the back garden and the front walk, uh, watching the squirrels now. But oh, she doesn't actually. That's, that's the lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. Though. She she likes the warm comfort. That's her of, Netflix of the padded stool that we put in front of the door for her to sit on. <laughs> that's great. Well, y'all look great, and and every that was a really it was a really fun article, and uh, you posted it to your page, but you should link it on ours. Yeah, yeah, we can put the link in the show notes too. Um, and I have a, a picture of the PDF of the page, so you don't have to become Business Journal subscribers to see it. <laughs> oh, is that how they get you? Yeah. We're behind the paywall because we're fancy. <laughs> oh, man. Very nice. Things are going to start happening to you now. Exactly. And I almost <laughs> commented that as my primary post, but too many people in the rest of the world wouldn't have gotten it. Right. 
Right. They would have wow. thought, oh, what is, this guy really thinks. <laughs> he really thinks this is it for him. That's great. Maybe I'll actually be in the next phone book. This year's phone book had our phone number from the old apartment in it. Oh, no. That's almost better. I mean, yeah, you don't really in, want to in be today's in today's world, book. you're like, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I can... It's all you right. can you can keep calling that number because I, I don't even know you anymore. I've so. never actually answered that phone before. When I just log in to pay the cable bill, I just see that we have over 100 missed calls and over 100 voicemails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and are you really missing those calls? Yeah. I mean, nope. no, they're all from the state police fundraisers <laughs> group oh, or yeah. something. Oh, great! <laughs> oh, I can't believe I Why missed. Why don't that you love call. the police? Oh, they're going to tell me about the immigrants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, before we go to the week in review, and we have two weeks, so we'll have to blaze through them, let's do a couple of throw your phones. Uh, I apologize to everybody who sent throw your phones over the last two weeks. Uh, we just, you know, they're time sensitive. So I looked at a lot of them and they don't really make sense anymore because we don't remember what happened. <laughs> so um, I have them safe in the mailbag and maybe we'll get to talk to, about them on the end of the month show, but we have a couple. Uh, uh, Hillary, as you commented on the one from Heather, this is Evergreen. She says, I just can't with the vegan talk. Give me hours of no point, long-winded sky jinx, absolutely any hot dog story, but don't preach to me about the health benefits of giving up dairy two days in a row. And you can tell that Andrew doesn't want... Speaking of preach... And you can tell that Andrew doesn't want to talk about it either. Give it up, Luke. I mean, I think Andrew might start eating cheese just to, like, spite him. Because he's, like, uh, yeah. just silently. Oh, yeah. Sure. He'll cry, but he'll just do it to show Luke. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And I had it in my notes, but uh, the day that Andy Haynes is on and um, Andy's been a vegetarian for, what, 15, 20 years and Luke wants to like bro down with him and talk tips on vegetarianism. And I'm like, oh man, this got to suck for Andy too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. The new person that's mm-hmm. so excited that just wants to get all into the details of this. Ugh. Thank you. <laughs> no. no. And uh, I had this uh, under the second Monday, but I think we'll pull it out and do it now. Uh, from Katie, we received this on Sunday night. She says, hugging my phone that I won't have to sit through a no-point conversion tomorrow. <laughs> the joys of a pre-taped mm. week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. That made me laugh. And with that, let's get into the week in review. Wait, how many How many um, minutes in? Almost 30 minutes. <laughs> like, let's yeah, get we're definitely it. keeping it tight here. <laughs> Can we do the next two weeks of recap in under an hour? That would be really great. We can do it. All right. Well, I've got Monday and I barely remember it, so I'm sure that'll be fine. It's 2794, A Peaceful Transition of Hair. Um, they start out talking about the quote-unquote Bill Shatner, wait, wait, don't tell me interview. And right off the bat, we have a wonderful throw your phone from Ellen. Uh, she says, am I the only one who rolls my eyes every time Luke refers to William Shatner as Bill Shatner, as if they're buds? <laughs> I get that he probably goes by Bill and they met each other, but it sounds like he's trying to pull a Bob De Niro. It, it's very true. I kind of cringe every time he says that, like, my bud Bill, my bud Bill Shatner. Ugh. He doesn't even remember. He doesn't remember what he was talking about most of the time. I'm sure he doesn't remember being friends with Luke. No. Um, no. Speaking to Luke on the phone one time. I'm pretty yeah. sure that doesn't rank high in his memories. 
highlight of Bill Shatner's <laughs> life. Yeah. Um, Andrew uh, subtweeted NPR about how they pronounced Khan, I guess, the Khan Film Festival. I mean, it is Khan, right? Yeah. Khan! <laughs> Speaking of Bill Shatner. Yeah, yeah. I think I've um, mentioned before that that was a, a bet loss wager in my teenage years. We would be shooting pool or something, and the loser had to fall to his knees and yell Khan to the winner. <laughs> That's I love that. Um, he immediately deleted it because he realized that he is he's being shitty to to Luke's show on Twitter, um, and then they spend a long time criticizing themselves for their bad Twitter habits. So we don't have to. So thanks for doing our job for us. Because I was thinking all of those things, and then they said them. So I was like, well, they covered that. Um, they talk a little bit about an article um, about sleep and dreams, the, the neurochemical role of sleep in processing trauma, and how dreams help us process these sort of things. Um, and Andrew tells us a delightful dream about getting a puppy named Flyer shipped to him at Cairo. <laughs> so that was pretty cute. I hope that helped him process mm. some of his trauma about maybe like leaving the house or something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, too bad it, it it ended up being a rat that was yeah that yeah Cairo, they grow up and turn out studio. not to actually be a chihuahua <laughs> right oh it's not a puppy at mm, all it's a giant rat um the, the this was all over the stens page as I knew it would be as soon as I heard about Stephen Miller's bad topic job um, oh. he really looked ridiculous it was so dumb. he looked like a cartoon villain <laughs> great. with that hair was so great <laughs> he like, is a cartoon villain. topic. <laughs> Well, he is. He's a real-life villain. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a monster. <laughs> he's a real, actual monster. Um, so they talk about how he, he's not handling that well, but um, they play clip of some basketball. I didn't absorb any of these details. Some basketball player who, who had a bad topic job, but he handled it well when, when confronted by some, some radio uh, sports jocks. How can, you, how can you do any athletic activity with that, with just some some? paint or fluff or whatever the fuck that stuff is on your head doesn't it just start melting on your face you know i can't get too upset about guys doing this because i use brown tinted dry shampoo all the time yeah. um it's 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 not to cover up it's not to paint my bald spot but it's to to keep me from having to wash my hair so often <laughs> and also when my roots aren't mm-hmm. quite as good as they should be it covers up the gray uh when i need to go get my hair redone um so you know guys do one little thing for vanity and it's 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 a big joke so but but are you playing basketball or are you going to the gym with that i mean i could i guess but it's not enough to wear like i you know i get really really sweaty at yoga because it's heated um i've never i don't use it that much but i've never like noticed it you know sweating down my face i don't get like brown streaks down my face from it or anything but Imagine you're a basketball player with a with a really close cropped haircut, or imagine even if you're Stephen Miller, and then all of a sudden you're thrust into an NBA game where you're being humiliated <laughs> by real, real athletes and people, um, and you're running up and down the court. Does that stuff stay? It seems well, like a bad idea. It probably doesn't. Isn't this why Luke is always freaked out about whether it's raining or not? Yeah, his umbrella yeah, anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's probably not great. Just imagine coming down with a rebound and, you know, bumping into someone while you're doing that and then just marking them with a black round spot like a bingo anchor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or or the, 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 
the towel boy hands you a towel and you wipe your head and you go, oh, wait, I just undid all the work. <laughs> it's a white towel <laughs> that's I, now <laughs> just smeared with topic. Yeah, the look. towel's messed up and then and then you you've exposed yourself as a as a PYBS person. Gatorade I mean, is pissed because you've blocked out their logo. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, you've you've wiped away their yeah. logo. I mean, it's a bad idea all around for for Well, for, and Stephen Miller's whole problem, well, one of many, was that he didn't work into guy. it. When you yeah. have 500,000 pictures of yeah. you Bald, 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 mm-hmm. and then you show up on Face the Nation or whatever it was with this like painted on Ken doll head of hair. <laughs> he needed to stage into that over a series of months. Yeah, it was too dark too. And, it was the wrong we have, shade. Bald. We need to get off baldness as a bad Agreed. thing. Agreed. Totally. I mean, I'm not a bald person. I shave myself bald, but as as a voluntary bald person, I'm like. Yeah, okay. Uh, bald is fine. It's fine and not Hillary fine. It's, it's actually fine. You know, yeah. Dave Dave texted me the other day. It's a Dave thing. texted me the other Who day cares? that something was fine. And then he was like, not TM. <laughs> <laughs> right? Actual fine. And, and speaking of Dave, he, I yeah, mean, he's he, got a head of hair. He's, he's the most opposite yeah. of bald yeah. in the world. And, and, and you know, uh, like, I have hair. He has hair, and we're both fine. You're, you're bald. You're bald. Like I, Emily was talking about how she used to like when she was a young lass. She liked bald guys because it it meant like like maturity and like sexual like um, what is it they said? I, I think it's like a fact that like bald guys are like some you know more sexually something. Well, you lose I don't know. you lose your hair because of testosterone, so maybe it means more testosterone. Right. I don't know. I have that same yeah. affliction um, and I don't, I don't really know why although yeah. it's i think it's because my dad was bald when i was growing up and it was kind of gross yeah i mean there, there there's lots of reasons but guys stop being fucking the 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 real problem is when you're ashamed of it and you do these mm-hmm. weird things yeah. and then then people lose respect yeah just you. own it you know it's great yes. it can be great Ugh. i wish i were i wish i were naturally bald because i wouldn't have to fucking shave my head <laughs> Okay, okay, let's move on to uh, the one email Sorry. for today. Well, we got to get through this. Is from Megan um, about an ugly Christmas sweater party, um, and she wants to skip it. And Luke has a moment of clarity where he realizes that these these things that he's not into aren't actually hurting anyone and that he should maybe just sit back and let people have their innocent fun and stop prejudging them. He made all sorts of assumptions about that business dude Christmas party um, that he just made up in his head, and it was kind of unfair. Um, Andrew takes this opportunity to mention that he, of course, avoids Christmas parties because his reasons were interesting to me. They're crowded, which, you know, that's not great. Um, it's a party. He may have bad conversations and he may have to take off his shoes. I don't understand this. Is that this like a... Anti-shoe taking off. People, Jen used to get so mad about because she said that taking off her shoes really wrecked her outfit, but... Meredith and Bobby, mm-hmm. you can co-sign this for me. In the winter, everybody just takes yes. their shoes off because yes. you don't want to track crap all over people's house. Mm. Yeah, I've got really strong feelings about this. Go um, for it. It's 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 a very 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 common thing in West Michigan. I don't think 
I, I don't even think about it anymore. I just automatically take my shoes off when I go into a house. And mm-hmm. it's very strange. Like, oh. I remember when I, I was in Detroit and I went over to somebody's house and I took my shoes off and she's like, what are you doing? I was like, well, it's it's like muddy out and I don't want to get your floors dirty. And she's like, well, part of being a good host is pretending not to care about that. And I was like, well, part of being a good guest is not ruining your house. So right. I'm happy to. Um, and it's very much a thing when it's cold and slushy and muddy and gross out, you know, yep. to just, you, you've got a boot tray by the door or whatever, and you take your shoes off. It's fine. Not just TM fine. It's fine. <laughs> right. Just don't wear totally your nasty fine. socks when you're going over to somebody else's house. Pick a pair that doesn't have holes in them <laughs> and it'll be fine. Yeah. I've got a friend in Windsor who has a, um, a little bin of like um, slippers by the door. That's cute. Um, like single-use slippers. They're super rich, so I'm sure they just like have a hundred of them <laughs> sitting around. But um, you know, single-use slippers. If you're uncomfortable, because some people really are uncomfortable with having their shoes off, and so they don't want you know dirty uh, shoes in their house. And and she is um, Chinese. Like cable guy slippers. Like no, no, not the, like the paper really ones. Thin... They're like they're cloth. They're okay. just the, you know, um, not super expensive ones or anything, but. You can choose to do that if you aren't comfortable having your shoes off. And I think that's a pretty good solution. Mm-hmm. I hand out hair nets and gloves. <laughs> and, and... I've been having to put those shoe covers on a lot since I'm touring houses and it's it's wintertime. Oh, really? Yeah, so a lot of people will oh. have those shoe covers. They, they're like assigned by the door. Please put on a shoe cover. And um, and then there's like a little, a little trash bin for them when you're done. Hmm. Yeah. So that's all I remember from Monday if anyone else has anything. <laughs> Tuesday's going to be even shorter. Good one. Tuesday, twenty-seven ninety-five, where the red fern groans. Uh, Luke is at Walsh Walsh and doormat, and we start with a conversation about the different kinds of curtains in hotel rooms. There's the blackout curtains, and then there are the sheer curtains where you can pull them and be naked and still see outside. <laughs> I guess I never thought of it that way, but yeah. all right. I actually definitely did think about it that way. Mike, you were in my hotel room um, oh, a- in Boston, and I had a big panoramic view of part of the city, Yeah, and I had automatic curtains. And you had a remote control for the, the whole operation. Yeah. It was something else. When I got the handicap room, so uh, I, I, I had no desk. I had no dresser. Nope. <laughs> I had a bathroom you know, the size of Texas. So I had the weird handicap room, but you had the deluxe suite with the the corner. The, just it was very lovely, but yeah, definitely you were on display or able to see a lot. Right, I was. As well. I the first night I just watched the evening news through the window of the guy in the condo across the street because <laughs> he had a massive right. TV. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the sheer curtains. You didn't have to touch your remote or stir a drink with it because you could just watch the other guys. Exactly. Those sheer curtains come in handy when uh, you're changing in your hotel room. That's a giant fishbowl. Uh, we got Operation Olive Plan. I think I wrote that down right. I typed it wrong, but I think I wrote it down right. Something is coming into Burbank Springs and licking Olive's bowl clean in a fashion that she generally would not. So a camera has been planted to see what critter might be coming in to do this. But so far, nothing yet. Oh, man, if a raccoon was potentially coming into my house, I would be taking steps. (laughs) Uh, uh, I wrote 
Andrew, but clearly I meant Luke. Luke drove into the Bellingham yeah. car rental exit area. Can you imagine shortcut. Andrew doing that? Oh my God, there's no way. <laughs> no, no. Uh, apparently there are none of those spike strips. Uh, those are the, scary. They're, they're really scary. too threatening. Yeah. I, I speed up when I go over them just to make sure that I don't roll back, yep. you know. So I end up going like 25 <laughs> over those things in a parking lot. Uh, I don't remember why Luke had to get in there in a hurry backwards through the rental car area, but it doesn't matter. Then they get Kiki Lolo on the phone, and she's coming with a message for the holidays, which is to not make people open the gifts you give them in front of you. Yes, please. That's Thank just you. not ever going to happen, though. Right. I mean, I, I agree uh, in principle, mm-hmm. but I mean, part of getting gifts and giving gifts i mean we had a ton of people over here for the holidays it's like that's the thing everyone wants to do is just open gifts and you know it's like oh no everyone retreat to a separate corner or your own apartment and go open your gift and then craft a well thought out Uh, it's just that's it's not going to happen it's a utopia that's great (laughs) yeah uh is scamming Barnes and Noble by buying <laughs> gifts at thrift stores and then returning them to Barnes and Noble. Oh my God. Of course she is. God, Luke is so That's her something son. I would have done right after I, I got out of prison. A uh, couple of messages. Well, actually it's just one email. Bruce, formerly of Lake Stevens says that Sokum, uh, that version of dodgeball was also a thing in Tacoma. Uh, we didn't get into this. I don't think. Two weeks ago, did we? About the different kinds of dodgeball? I don't know that it matters. Dodgeball is a cruel game that children should not be allowed to play anyway. (laughs) It's just picking on the small ones. (laughs) I can co-sign Bruce on that and and Luke. It was called Sokum. And I don't know why. I'm wondering about that name. Um, Hillary, you may be the only other person here who is familiar with the play slash movie Newsies. Of course. But um, it centers around a strike. There's a trolley strike in New York City. And what they do to scabbers, people who are crossing the picket line, they say they soak them, meaning they go and beat them up. And so I tried to look up the term soak them. And I Googled around and I found something that said that it was a term for when you beat somebody up so badly that uh, their clothes are soaked in blood. So, oh. good name for elementary school game. <laughs> Let's get that uh, implemented in the elementary schools immediately. Now, I was familiar with Newsies because I was friends with girls as a kid, and they liked all the handsome boys dancing <laughs> yes. around. Of course. Oh. But they do. They, they scream. They scream, soak them for crutchy in Newsies. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. And when you think about it, because soak them, yeah, you draw blood mm-hmm. and then they're soaked in blood. That's that's perfect for, for eight-year-olds. Poor Crutchy. What a terrible right. name. That's mm-hmm. the worst nickname Crutch. for Mike I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, and I hate crutches. I would never be on crutches. That, that would insult me to no end. Well, that, that's like calling a fat guy slim. We're going to call you Crutchy because you refuse to use them. <laughs> Yeah, because I'd never wanted to wear, never wanted to use them because I hate them so much. Uh, and the show drifted on with a note that I've summarized as Mr. Simmons' psychosexual bullshit, which I think might have been a direct quote at some point. That was oh. the gym teacher, right? Yes. 
Yeah. Oh. The horrible, terrible person who never should have been allowed near kids. And well, I was going to say in a physical context, but any kind of context. Right. And definitely not in a Sokum context. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, we don't have time to unpack that now, but uh, uh, yikes. All right. Um, on to Wednesday, 2796, teaching me how to turtle squirrel. Um, okay. So this is like when – this is the start of like, you know, vegan non-dairy talk. Luke watched another food documentary. Yay. Uh, Forks Over Knives, which I've never seen. I've heard a lot about, but I've never seen it before. Um <laughs> More I, than just from Luke? Yeah. I have heard of it just because I feel like everybody that watches it sort of is like, oh, like I have this revelation on like my new life path or whatever. And then it, I've it, seen it. It's garbage. I mean, it's very convincing and it's very emotional. Like yeah. if if you don't know anything and you don't care to go look anything up, you're like, whoa, I better stop eating meat and dairy forever. But um, the science is real sparse and really misinterpreted. It's bad. Um, but it it is, I'm sure, caused many people to to go vegan for a month. It's weird that Luke uses, you know, bad information in order to, you know, hmm. <laughs> work around his Almost diet. Like he doesn't understand how science works. <laughs> it's weird. Um, he, Luke does say <laughs> that he wants to stop eating. You know, he's tried to stop eating meat, but he relies on dairy, um, which I've not in the meat context. But I, I know that any times in the past when I've done like a low carb diet or whatever, I really rely on dairy because it's like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. it just is an easy way to get in calories or whatever if you're hungry. Um, and I kind of get that, but it just is, it rolls into just too much discussion. And like was said before, it's Andrew's not interested. I don't think many of the listeners are interested. I, I Who knows? But I, I don't really think so. And it's just as like we were talking in the chat, there was the This American Life um, episode where it was the I think Sarah Koenig's mom who was saying nobody wants to hear you talking about this, these seven things and one of them was your diet and like nobody wants to hear about it it's boring mm-hmm. um, much past you know a few sparse details um, anyway and then he, it, I felt like this was an episode where they kind of it's just Luke talking and Andrew uh, like accepting it until um, (laughs) (laughs) until we get to the part where Andrew tells the story about him getting hollered at um, a restaurant, which I thought was interesting and in a couple different ways. So Andrew goes to this restaurant, I guess he sits adjacent to this guy who clearly has mental problems and calls him the fucking F word. Um, And, the way that Andrew deals with it, I thought he dealt with it really, really well. Like, he just is like, okay, understanding, you know, this is not about me. This is about this guy or whatever. And it just, it's so old school Luke, and I guess still the same. Luke said, I would have beat the shit out, shit out of this kid. And I'm like, yikes. Yee. That is oh, just not really the way to go. Somebody who says that clearly has mental issues. Like, that's just the way it is. And maybe don't, like, yeah. beat the shit out of somebody. Just was- don't engage yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there was this guy one time I was going to a restaurant in downtown Austin and he asked me for money and I I just don't um I don't engage with like anybody really, but especially men when I'm out like on the street. Um even if I feel bad, I just don't, I'm not going to start a conversation and he called me a Trump voting bitch and I was like, "I'm not." <laughs> I was so, I mean, I really did want to like be like, I did it. I promise you. I just don't like, but then it was the cycle of me engaging with him when I promised myself I would not. But, um, 
But then they talked about, um, I guess there are people, and I'm sure it's like this in Austin as well. It's just people who don't want to go into the city. And I'm sure in every city that we live in, people, you know, stick to the suburbs and don't want to deal with the city. And that, they kind of interpret that as kind of racist. And it probably is to some degree. People have just been scared into their own little um, shells. Um, <laughs> I think there's a traffic component, yes, too. Yes, yeah. I have a an uncle who's a dairy farmer out in rural, rural Wisconsin, and once when my dad was in the hospital, and I think there was a wedding, a family wedding, so they were kind of close by anyway, and so they were going to go down into downtown St. Paul and visit my dad, and I was like, okay, you can follow me, and they're like, don't go too fast, and they were really freaked out about Twin Cities traffic, which is not that terrible so i you know it's just if you're not used to it it's the whole yeah maybe detroit is a is a special case but it is it is dangerous to live in the city (laughs) 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 i mean there's very clear statistics to back that up i'm getting an alarm (laughs) you know um but i'm not afraid i just you have to keep your head on a swivel a little bit more yeah for sure um then the top story, I don't know, I kind of thought this was boring, but Alfonso Ribeiro, I think I'm pronouncing his name right, is suing Fortnite because they're using the Carlton dance. And they kind of discuss for a while, is this his dance or is it owned by, I don't know, NBC or whatever the production company is? And is it possible to make money off of dances? And I don't know. They, they went on this... You know, I probably should know more about this because I have a child that does the Fortnite dances, even though she's never played Fortnite before. But I kind of, uh, like, don't pay attention to it that much. I don't really understand. Uh, They talk about Backpack Kid. And this is where I was like, I don't understand what's going on. It's like they're speaking a different language. And then they started playing Footloose, which, like, I sadly immediately recognized because it's the part where he's reading the, like, Bible verses and reading his little speech to the city council. I watched Footloose, like literally every day of eighth grade i i loved it i memorized the dance at the end so i was like wait why are they playing footloose this isn't the backpack kids so i wrote in my notes i'm so confused what's happening so anyway that was my summation i, I don't know if y'all have any um thing to I add honestly i, I, I could took, not I took care footloose less very literally <laughs> oh, God. of course you did i just I I couldn't care any less about this topic if you paid me. I just I can't work up any interest Same. in intellectual property and no. dance. Same. I love the Carlton. Yeah. I love the way Alfonso Ribeiro does it. Yeah. I think that was genius, but so I don't care if he gets what, paid or what not. What you're saying, Anne, is that you're as disinterested in the topic... Uh, as Andrew is when Luke's talking about his veganism. Yeah, it's like pretty much. a long, long-time spouse waiting for sex to be over. Yep. God. Ugh. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Were you finished? Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> is it my turn? <laughs> the um the last little bit was um I there was this line I don't remember who said it but they one of them said don't correct us on anything and I was like that's they were joking mm-hmm. but I was like but that's true also they're not joking yeah. Uh, yeah. joke no joke and then they ro- <laughs> it's fine and meaning it's not and then they want requests for love is on the air and I was like maybe I'll submit I mean love is I, on the Dave air. Don't, and I don't have like some you know amazing meet cute but we did meet at the mall it was sort of you know like a teenage love story except that we weren't teenagers he was thirsty yeah went to buy coke I wish <laughs> uh, I wish I had sold diet coke that would have been amazing anyway that's the end of Wednesday
All right, Thursday, number 2797, vape in the front, hookah in the back. This is the day that Andy Haynes is joining them. He is at Andrew's apartment. That was great. It's been a long time since he's been on the show. He uh, reveals, I did not know this, that he moved from L.A. to New York City about a year ago because he said that in in L.A., being a comic doesn't have very much cachet, and he was just getting bad writing gigs, so... He's in New York. He's doing his thing. Seems to be pretty happy. Um, this is the part where Luke wants to talk to him about vegetarianism. <laughs> no. Uh, mm. Honest to God, I tuned out until Luke's story about this lady, hippie lady at the co-op who refused to touch the credit card machine. And he was trying to cast it like she's some person that doesn't touch processed things and plastic things. But I'm with Andrew. That's clearly a germ issue, isn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Germs, 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 germs on those machines. I don't care. But The last guy actually signed his, signed his name with, with boogers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Luke says the term fecal matter, and I stopped listening again out of self-preservation. <laughs> Top story for the show, does Andy have a podcast? Is it a requirement for all comedians to now have podcasts? Does a bear shit in the woods? <laughs> of course he has a podcast. It's called Miss Me With That, which is a somewhat homophobic meme. I was quite confused about this. I am not up on meme culture. I went digging around and kind of looked into the history of this. And it does seem to be sort of an anti-gay thing, which Yikes. is weird to name yeah. your podcast. Hmm. He's taking back the night. Not if you're not if you're anti-gay, then it's perfectly. Well, that's a good point. It's a very good point. Normal. I think it's expanded to include not gay things that you don't want, but interesting choice uh andy says that he recently made a twitter joke about how you can get through the holidays by murdering your conservative relatives <laughs> and the maga crowd was not into that that's not Come funny but now. it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> you had to know that was a bad idea yeah. before you did it it's funny but it's not helping <laughs> nope um luke somehow along this conversational train drops the nugget that Carrie auditioned for that movie Mr. Fantastic with Viggo Mortensen and it was one of her friends actually got the part Uh, and Luke wants to talk about that movie it's such a Luke movie I haven't seen it but you know from my trailer criticism uh, (laughs) about this like off the grid whimsical creative family living in the forest and Luke really resents that the Burbanks were not that kind of off-the-grid family. They were the weird fundamentalist Christian off-the-grid family. Boy, They were the couldn't afford the grid. Yeah. The and... more he talks about his childhood, this has been a really recent, over the last few months, the the less he paints it as this whimsical, fun thing. You know, he always talked about Susie's foibles and whatever, but recently it seemed like it was a much more grim thing than he'd previously told us about. So I feel bad for him that he had to grow up that way. Mm -hmm. Even if Susie and Walter are lovely people, they had some weird ideas. Uh, He wants to talk about this SNL 
sketch, this Weezer fight with uh, Matt Damon as the Weezer ride or die and Leslie Jones as a Weezer purist who said that they haven't put out a good album since whatever the good Weezer album is. I don't know. Pinkerton. Pinkerton. She's right. Ah, yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and all their spouses and friends are sitting around like, really? We're fighting about Weezer? (laughs) And Luke takes this as a reminder to himself when he's going on and on and on about a particular topic to remember that the rest of the people around him are probably like, why is he being so weird about this? And that he needs to dial down the intensity on this stuff. I think that's a good reminder for all of us. <laughs> and Andy says that he reminds himself that he is sober because he rapped on his first comedy <laughs> album. <laughs> that's so good. There's nothing like having that concrete reminder that you can go back and listen to it anytime to like reaffirm that choice. And that's enough for Thursday. All right. Friday, 2798, a wizard is only as good as his word. Luke is in Portland, and he's experimenting with different creamers. <laughs> and he goes on and on about. Oh you know, he's really caught uh, in a rock and a hard place, <laughs> wanting to do non-animal products and non-processed foods. <laughs> yeah, like, good luck with that. <laughs> There's nothing much more processed than, like, tofu or... yeah. Almond milk. coconut milk that has 15 ingredients in it. Yeah. That has cropped up quite a bit, like in, in Throw Your Phones and, and Among Our Chat, is like, stop using the word process. It means Just so nothing. Stop. Yeah. I think the Stens page was pretty pissed about yeah. this, too. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I just went dead and let him um, cream inside <laughs> me during this conversation. Oh, and then. Wow. Um, Nope. You thought of England? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that's that's really good. I like that. But uh, yeah, I, I pulled an Andrew and just spread him wide and just. Oh, God. You know, it's getting worse. All right. Let's move on. Uh, Andrew's doing a lot of Cairo because it's the holidays and, and uh, Andrew Andrew gets to talk. And, and the more Andrew's on Cairo, um, the more pleased I am because it means that Aaron Mason isn't getting a chance to talk on the air. Um, Luke is sending Addie off to D.C. for her uh, um, tiny That's desk. big concert. deal. Tiny fence. <laughs> what are they are again? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that that's it's pretty cool. I would love to hear from her at some point about um, that internship. How tiny are the desks for uh, the interns? <laughs> Microscopic <laughs> right, desks. Right, the closer to the tiny desk, the interns. Yeah, they have to sit in the bathroom. Um, Carrie has a, a near Christmas birthday, which I think has been a discussion in. Uh, our chat because we have some near Christmas yeah. birthdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Hillary for one. <laughs> well, mostly, yeah. <laughs> right, Hillary is almost Christmas birthday adjacent, so she demands extra attention. But I know Christy has one. Meredith, you just celebrated. You have one. Yeah, it was two days ago. Happy birthday, Bobby! Years yeah. is coming up. Yep. Um, I would I would love to switch with any anybody who's upset about having a near Christmas birthday so that my birthday could completely get lost and you could have a July 
birthday like mine and just get everything you want. Cause, cause, um, I, I'm uncomfortable with attention. I mean, I've, I've never resented attention that I deserved for something that I did. Like if I won something or if I, I was the champion of something or, but just aging, <laughs> it's just, I've, it's never, it's never crossed my mind to celebrate aging. Even when I was a little kid, I was like, what? Why is everyone so excited? It's another day. I didn't do Your anything. mom did all the hard yeah, work. She true. should get the presents. That's exactly. what my mother always says. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a good person, right, Bobby? Because she's a, she's a good person. I'm sorry. My headphones cut out there for a second, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I meant to say you're a good person, <laughs> thank Bobby. Thank you. Um, Gift giving and thoughtful gift giving is uh, discussed. And um, let's see. Luke says that you can't give mall gifts anymore, which Andrew seems to agree with. What well, are I'm they fine talking the about? Gift. So it's ridiculous. I want. <laughs> you know, Look, and they don't if, sell anything wanted... nice in the mall. Yeah. No, they don't. Absolutely not. <laughs> what if I want kale chips and you can't find them anywhere else? Go get them at the mall and give them to me. I mean, there is a a point Um, in there that malls are becoming more corporatized because rent, like any other place, is getting astronomical at malls. And so it's only the big corporate chains that can really afford to be there anymore. And even my store left the mall a couple of years ago because of that. Mm -hmm. But Phyllis and I went back and forth in the chat naming cool stores that are still in malls like Barnes & Noble, like Mm -hmm. Williams-Sonoma. I like like, the mall. Yeah. Yeah. Malls have a purpose. Uh, Bridget can do cartwheels all over the mall. That's what she does. So... (laughs) That's what you should do for the next Who week. Who doesn't want to put their hands on the floor? I know. With I know. I'm uh, always like, let's shoes. go wash our hands now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Let's you still have to put uh, the and... thought into it yeah. at the mall. Yeah. yeah. Let's not forget about the store that smells like incense and sells wolf tapestries. <laughs> yes, exactly. Every mall has one of those. If you go to the Mall of America, there's a store that sells nothing but alpaca. Um um products i guess lots and lots of alpaca what? rugs and blankets and it's got to be a money laundering operation great, actually. oh there's always people in there because they have like hundreds of alpaca rugs spread out on beds and you can lie on them mm-hmm. <laughs> nice and if we didn't have malls how would hillary uh, and Dave hello oh, yes true. i know the mall is sacred in our family i mean you're anti-love <laughs> if you hate true. the mall. <laughs> Luke recalls getting uh, Cregan's pharmacy gifts for his family as a kid and how thrilled he was. Um, let me tell you something. I'm, this is a little personal story. I know we're running long. But um, this was the first Christmas that uh, Cullen really took matters into his own hands. We didn't have to, like... Um, tell him oh you need to buy gifts for this person and that person you need to say thank you this and that i mean he's he's kind of entering his mid-20s and he's kind of figuring things out and we had a lot of house guests here this year and cullen kept you know coming over and visiting like every day he would come over and visit it was so sweet and the 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 day that uh uh my nephews were here uh emily's brother's sons 
were here and their parents, he came over and he, not only had he bought gifts and wrapped them for the rest of the family that was staying over here on Christmas, but the day after Christmas, he came over and, and, and all the rest of the folks were here and there were four of them and he, he walked in he had a, a CVS bag and he had a gift for each one of them in that CVS bag that he had very thoughtfully gone to the CVS near our house and bought four gifts immediately before appearing in the house to give to them. And he gave my um, sister-in-law some sunglasses (laughs) that he bought at the CVS. He gave my brother-in-law a beard trimmer because he had a beard. Um, He gave uh, one of the kids like a truck that you, 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 you run on the floor and then it takes off. And the other kid a slinky. So um, I, I count that as real progress because he's, he, we didn't tell him to do Those this. Those are all thoughtful this, gifts. This, That's really sweet. He, yes, he's getting there, you know, he's getting there. Like, uh, he's probably progressed past the point I was when I was 23 or 24 or whatever he is now. And, uh, and we were really proud of the, proud of the That's little awesome. guy. And by little, I mean... <clears throat> Bohemian, <laughs> uh, of a large man. Uh, Farron is thanked. I always like to shout out uh, bandwagon listeners when they get thanked on the show. Um, she's great, and she's done throw your phones for us mm-hmm. before. Um, top story. Luke had a pretty terrible day. I mean, he took it well, I think. Maybe this was this is the sobriety happening, but he had a terrible journey through the high winds in Bellingham, which um, he could have, like, looked at the weather report and known that he he was never going to get a flight out of Bellingham on that day. Uh, a tornado touched down, uh, for God's sake, that day. But uh, he decided he wasn't going to share a rental with a friendly guy. And he ended up driving a giant uh, SUV, and then, and then, yeah, I was, I was listening to the story and rooting against him going into the airport <laughs> on such a day. You have a ride. You are now two hours and forty-five minutes from Portland. Just go, even if they report the car stolen. <laughs> but Mike, he Just had a first-class upgrade. Oh. A first class on a 38-minute flight. <laughs> and he's going to miss He's gonna miss the show entirely because of this. Amazing. Oh, man. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to talk about my note on the side because there's a chance someone might hear this. Well, um, the, the note that needs to be addressed is on the next line. The, uh, the cashews. It's so gross. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Luke, uh, yeah. Yeah, Luke eats cashews that are open out of the (laughs) rental car. It's so gross. He's... I can't. He's feral, right? I'm not a I'm not a germaphobe, like, at all. And that, like, made me gag. I was like, ooh. This this proves to me conclusively that he doesn't actually care about food at all. Because no one who cared about their health would eat random floor cashews out of a rental car. Well, they weren't random. They were Becky's. They were Becky's, yes. Oh, 
and Becky just likes the seasoning, so she just sucks them. <laughs> oh, and dry puts them and back, in the them back into the yeah, bag. Right. So. Oh man, this is the first time on the show where I've gone from hungry to not hungry. <laughs> um, the the six year old space car is now completely busted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess. I guess those Germans don't know how to build an engine. It's so mean of me, uh, but I was delighted we, by this because yeah. I had a very bad experience oh, really? with the Audi and in my former family. It was such a pain in the ass. It's a nice car. It's fast. It's comfortable. But it was in the shop constantly, and it was brand new. I just don't have a great opinion of these cars. That's their reputation. Yeah. Or they, they, they seem to have kind of overcome it, but then everything I hear anecdotally is that it's still it was the not case. worth it. it My friend like, had one, and it just like stopped on six thirty-five, like, and that's in Dallas. Yeah. Just stopped, like, just flat stopped by the Galleria, and she was like, "I don't know what to oh, do." Um, yeah, they suck. I've literally, I've never heard any. I mean, they, I think they are beautiful cars. Uh, when I see like a black new Audi, I'm like, "Oh, that's a nice looking car," but it scares me. I would take re- mm-hmm. reliability over that in a heartbeat. Well, I may be mistaken, but uh, I, I think. Volkswagen bought the brand and then it it sort of cast a shadow of engine reliability yes uh, over Audi that they didn't deserve you know because uh, my experience with Volkswagens which I've owned a, a couple and and we currently own two is that there are a lot of problems with Volkswagens but it's usually not the engine you know but Audi seems to be like everything else is just spot on his transmission was always <laughs> going gotta... there were always electrical problems yeah. um, everything cost a zillion dollars to fix we had a a, a loaner oh, from yeah. the dealership one time and it got a a rock hit the windshield we had to pay like eight hundred dollars to oh. replace the windshield on the on the rental <laughs> car it was just like okay this isn't <laughs> this is not worth it oh i remember that mm-hmm. story yeah we'd already been doing the yep. show when you told I was that so story. mad I remember that. uh okay so um Luke is uh, mad at Audi now. He's he's vowed no more fanciness yeah, for right. his cars. Yeah, we'll right. see how that fanciness goes. Fanciness in itself isn't the, bad. Like, get a, if you want a fancy car, a Lexus is actually a really, really good car. They're, Toyo- like, they're Toyotas. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, good they're Toyotas. Yeah. They'll last forever. They're yeah. awesome. You don't have to get a crap. Don't mm-hmm. get a Jaguar. Don't get an Audi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in a Toyota, you can fix without, like, destroying your bank account. Yeah. They discussed the December to Remember ads. That's well-worn territory. I don't think we need to go into that. They discussed a new Vives getting Andrew a new scooter and putting a bow on it. But even that for a long-term relationship is a, a little much. Like you spent fourteen hundred dollars. It's a big decision. Without too. talking to me. Yeah. Right. Uh, so music for your weekend, Luke. Ugh. Julian Ugh. Casablancas, I wish, I wish it was Christmas Amazing today. Amazing that he chose this. <laughs> um, is Luke? Is he low level trolling me at this point? He might be. <laughs> After the Paul McCartney abomination and the John Denver, Daddy, don't get drunk for Christmas. Yeah, he's gonna lower the bar even further on a song where the joke well, is he... that it's bad. Right. And I don't care. Hasn't he played two versions of that, two versions of the Paul McCartney song? And when is the second version of the John Denver, <laughs> I wish dad weren't drunk on Christmas? Is that coming? Yep. And or no, it's too late. Next Andrew, year, 
It doesn't have good bones. The no. Paul McCartney song does not have good bones. It does not. This stupid no. Julian Casablancas thing, just because you take out the bad synthesizer and put in a, some pretentious vocals, it doesn't make it a good song. <laughs> it has bad bones. I love you, I've never loved you more. <laughs> This is that that's what I didn't have the energy to yell about today and you brought it. Thank you so much. Uh Andrew, uh Christmas song by the Ravenettes. That was good. Uh listener Matthew, Christmas in LA. I like that. I don't remember yeah, it. I don't remember. I don't like LA or Christmas and I and I, I like that song. I I listen on one and a half speed by default now, so I don't know if I like any of those songs. <laughs> oh yeah. That, yeah, that, that's even even if it's not a terrible song, it's it ruined awful. by your yeah. by the your dance case. remix of yeah. music for your weekend. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's all. I'm just by the not up month. to it today. <laughs> yeah, this might be uh, unprecedented for for a recap, but we're going to the next week. So here Ooh. we go again. Um, this is Monday, twenty seven ninety nine. TBTL plays favorites. Uh, this is um, this is the pre tape week we're all happy that we don't have to listen to a no point um so let's just keep that in our hearts and be happy about this week and also because veeves is visiting she's a delight as usual throughout the whole week um they start talking about uh sound of music and how luke has a very fond kind of christmas tradition of watching that movie and that was a that was a mainstay in my household as well and I, i i know we started watching it when i was really really young but I did not understand the Nazi storyline until I was maybe 12. So I missed a great deal of like the dramatic. Te- I didn't understand why anybody was going anywhere or doing anything or what those guys were supposed to be. You like, just understood kind of a- that Christopher Plummer is really hot and kind of still is so as hot. like an 89 year old. I'm like, he- yeah, in like a scary dad sort of way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and God, I really just, liked I liked Liesl's dress a lot when she was dancing with that Nazi. So I didn't really care that he was a Nazi. Yes. It's just like, that's a beautiful dress. Oh, he was just a junior Nazi. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, he was a baby Nazi. I my so one of um, one of sort of the gifts that I got for Christmas is that my mom is taking my sisters and me to um, Budapest and um, in Vienna, and I'm so excited in July, and I'm so excited Ooh. to sing Edelweiss. I'm like Edelweiss. Yes, and my lovely, <laughs> my lovely. <laughs> everybody will be we'll need a full report. <laughs> There better be some video of you twirling on a mountainside. You can count on it. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, that kind of fits in with the theme for today, which is favorite vacations. Um, It's kind of a fun conversation. Um, Vives talks about the Florida house that her family would go to every year. Um, Luke tells a wild story about a very strange road trip with his captors (laughs) slash parents, where they pile everyone into a half-working vehicle and go to Oregon, I guess, to get an old piano. <laughs> so weird. Was this combined with his favorite smell of gasoline? I mean, it, it would have um. to be, yeah. I mean, we, we, weren't, we didn't have any money when I was growing up, and my parents liked Volvos, and so they would get, you know, old, 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 old Volvos. I remember the one that, that sticks out is a white station wagon that, that I always thought looked too much like a refrigerator to be a car, and it was constantly overheating, and so we were always on the side of the road, just like, just like Luke was describing, with, with two-liter bottles of water. 
mm-hmm. pouring them into the to the engine to cool it down and stuff like that. So we were constantly breaking down as well. But there were only, th- well, sometimes there were three of us, sometimes there were six of us, depending on if the step-siblings came along. So actually, now that I think about it, I had kind of a similar, <laughs> minus the religious fanaticism, kind of a similar upbringing mm-hmm. as far as vacations. The piano and the trailer. Yeah, yeah. I could see that actually happening. Um and then Andrew has a sweet memory about a, a, a nice smelling flower that he can't remember, but that always signaled the beginning of vacation to him. Um, I think probably my favorite vacation was um, the first time I went overseas. What uh, I went to Cyprus with my best friend, Michelle. She was born in Cyprus. Her dad is Cypriot and her mom is Dutch. And she, she spent the first two years of her life there and her grandparents and her aunt and cousin lived there. So um, her dad is a classical guitarist and um, he was pretty famous in Cyprus. I don't know, big in Cyprus, if that's a thing. But he was. And so he was going on a tour across the, the tiny little country. And so he brought for some reason decided to bring two 12 year old girls with him is that like a two or three day tour it was two weeks i don't know how he managed that wow yeah Yeah. (laughs) he played in a lot of like mansions you know tour um probably just rich people you know commissioning him to play their parties oh yeah cyprus is pretty rich well yeah (laughs) he's he really is a fantastic uh classical guitarist paul veneziano if you want to look him up I would love that. It sounds lovely. It was beautiful. Actually, it was Meredith. super Let's fun. Go. And and since her dad was working a lot, Michelle and I got a lot of freedom. And, and in, in Cyprus, you know, it's just like most of Europe where there isn't a drinking age. And so her dad Ooh. would be like, hey, girls, go get me a fifth of vodka. And we'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> and we'd, we'd scamper down to the corner store and get him a fifth of vodka, but not drink any because we were 12. We were like, oh, no, we're not allowed. To I'm drink sorry. That. How, how would you? What was that? Did I say scamper? Yeah. No, no, no. I just could. Could you just say that again? Scamper down to the corner store. No, I want the noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's just uh, for new ringtones for twenty nineteen. Well, that's that's twelve year olds being excited about doing something they're not really supposed to be doing. Um, so that was mm-hmm. a that was a really fun trip. So Michelle and I had a lot of uh, a great memories uh, there, and it was also. You know, it's exciting to go overseas for the first time. I think I had maybe $50 of spending money for two weeks, and I just felt like a Rockefeller. <laughs> it's amazing. I think we should do this topic um, on another show. We go. Because we're, yeah. we're okay. short. But but uh, I think it would be cool to talk about this on another show. For sure. And that's... Make a note, Anne. Uh, okay. Because okay. right. you're Not a girl. your secretary. And you take the notes. <laughs> No, you are. No, you are. Uh, Dot rat. Tuesday, episode 2800, Gift of the Tragi. Uh, We start with conversation about the redemption of Tony Bennett because we open with a Tony Bennett rendition of Favorite Things. Uh, Then we learn that Andrew and Genevieve have a Christmas tree. Uh, Genevieve is the Grinch of the two of them for Christmas, which I would have thought they both were, but... Apparently, Genevieve is the one who really doesn't care. Uh, Luke, I waxes think it was on. Genevieve is the Grinch of her family. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, again, these notes are short. Um, despite not being favorite smell day, Luke waxes on about his Fraser fur diffuser. Can I make a little note here? Uh, he is confused. The company is called Times. The smell is Fraser fur. Oh, yeah. he thought that Fraser Fur is a brand, but it's mm. not. It's just the mm. fragrance name. 
And that stuff better be good because yeah, that sense. diffuser is fifty dollars. It is expensive. We sell them at my store. Have sold them for many, many, many years, and it's honest to God, smells like a real yeah fir tree. They it, are, great. but it, does, it has like no hmm. fake chemically component to it at, at all, which most of them do. So I commend Carrie's taste. But if Luke's going to promote it, he's got to promote it correctly. Times like the herb T H Y M E S. Do they have other smells that are good? Yeah, they do. Let's see. Their base is like eucalyptus and another one is lavender. And so they make all kinds of not just candles and diffusers, but bath and body products that's like so like um, bath salts and hand lotion and body lotion and stuff. And they have a whole bunch of other. There was one that was called Kimono Rose. That was really nice. Olive Leaf is really nice. Mm. It's a whole big luxury fragrance company. Interesting. But. If it was sold in the mall, it must be bullshit. So, sorry to your gift shop. Yeah, no thought. Never mind. Not good. Uh, Yes, favorite smells another day. Today is favorite gift. Uh, Genevieve's is an acoustic guitar that she used to patch up a uh, uh, friendship that had fallen apart with a bitchy girl who decided she also wanted to learn how to play acoustic guitar. It was a nice story. Genevieve. And who apparently turned out really good yeah. at it. Yeah, but she abandoned Genevieve to move up the rungs of the social ladder. Oh. Yep. I've had that happen to me. Harsh. Me too. Yep. yep, people are the worst. I've done it to people. Of course you have. <laughs> of course you have. Uh, Andrew's favorite gift is uh, a robe that he got from Genevieve. No, wait. A robe that he got from Genevieve that was traded in for a DVD player. <laughs> What's wrong with him? So rude. I mean, seriously, accept your robe, wear it, you know, on the holidays, you know, have a mug of cocoa and and just call it good. Why do you have to say, oh, this gift sucks and get me something else? What? What the fuck? Mike, he's not a robe person. (laughs) Neither am I, but I'll. Uh, I mean, if if Emily got me a robe, I'd You'd be wear gracious it a about few it. times, and I'd exactly. Come on, dude. Uh, and this isn't exactly a, a traditional gift, but when we sold the house in Rhode Island, we used most of the proceeds of the sale to wipe out like ninety five percent of my student loan debt, and I consider that the best gift I've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. Uh, Wednesday, twenty eight oh one. The road to smell is paved with good intentions, and this is obviously about uh, their favorite smells. Um. I. I. A couple of notes. I really did not like this favorite things, and even Luke commented on it about how it's like demented and we- like that's what I said. It's just sort of like almost okay, and then these weird tone shifts. I, I didn't enjoy it. Um. Uh, then they start talking about cursive oh andrew likes to write the word little in cursive to like make him feel better i guess when he's doodling um i kind of get that i actually really (laughs) i really like i have terrible terrible very specific it is um i have terrible penmanship but i like to write in cursive that's like the only way i can sort of present it okay and l l is a great letter to write and and um, Andrew's wrong like he should write the L in big because that's a really like maybe because I'm used to it because Livingston was you know my maiden name and an L feels really good in cursive I think it just has a nice little and so does an H because you can go kind of big swing high anyway I have feelings about this <laughs> 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 
<laughs> All right. Vacations in handwriting. Let's put those on the list for next time. Um, uh, anyway, they move on to uh, their favorite smell, and they go on to their, their boss's boss, who I guess they had a call with. And his was so oddly specific. He wasn't on the show, but they had to convey that his was a brand new airplane smell, which I don't know if I've ever... I feel like every plane I'm on is 30 years old, so I don't know if I've ever had a brand new smell. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to get Will on the case. Tell us what a brand new airplane smells like. Um, then they kind of... Epoxy, got- right? I <laughs> yeah, it just that's- smells like epoxy. Yeah, that's what, um, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, anyway, they... I. Um, well, if you have a diffuser, you can make it smell as classy. <laughs> Off-gassing and Fraser fur. <laughs> a dream. Um, mm. they talk about going to kind of not sky jinx, but it was like old school airplane talk about how the, you know, the flight attendants would let you wild out basically. And I'm like, guys, there's a reason why we don't do that anymore. But it's, we, it, things are a lot safer now. So come to, yeah, they used to let yeah. you smoke. I would never <laughs> no. get on a plane if anyone was fucking smoking. Um, Luke said that his favorite smell is the lobby of a Weston, which is kind of oddly specific. And I guess for Luke, you know, growing up, having to like beg, borrow and steal for a motel room in Oregon or whatever, it, like this sort of fancy hotel is a is a nice smell. And I I have a friend, Katie, who grew up kind of wealthy, and she always said that the lobby of the peninsula reminds her of her childhood. And I was like, you're such an asshole. But oh, um, <laughs> but I can get it. It does, when you go to a... It's okay to think that. <laughs> it's okay to feel that. But to express it to another human being, um, not okay. <laughs> but I kind of get it. I mean, if you go to a nice hotel, it, it does, they do a good job of making it smell really nice. Um Genevieve's um, says carpet shampoo on her vacation place, I guess, in Florida. And then the smell of mustiness and mothballs um, when they would drive to Pittsburgh to visit her grandparents and she would do crafting. And there was a smell of mothballs, which is kind of gross, but I get it. Like I, mothballs sort of remind me of my grandmother's basement and it's yeah. like a nice. It's nostalgic. Memory. Yes, for sure. And yeah, I, it's not the smell; it's the memory that no, it connects yeah, you to. Exactly, and they you smell know, pretty bad. They start. Yeah, they do. I, they talked about mothballs. I I don't think in Austin we have a big moth problem. I, it's not something that I've had to deal with. Is it something that's more in like the north? Oh, we definitely have had to deal with it. Like if I'm at the grocery store. It's not uncommon that by the rice, you'll see just moths flying around because they've infested the grains. It's horrible. Mm. My mom uses all airtight storage for for stuff, so she doesn't get moth infestations anymore, but she used to be plagued by them. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, Andrew's um, favorite smell. Well, he likes... He likes yellow Windex. That's a multi-surface. <laughs> and then he tried Mrs. Myers. <laughs> so Andrew. Yeah. He tried Mrs. Myers, and now he really likes that, which I actually do like that. It's good stuff. Although it's not cheap. But I it's, do, too. But it's good stuff. Um, I love the basil. I had a real beef with him about that. I think the basil yeah, smells great. It does smell good. I, I'm, I'm anti-basil. <laughs> I, I'm team Andrew okay. on that. I just... I, but I, it's just because I'm, I'm mediocre on basil in general, and then when I'm leaning over the sink to wash up i'm like uh, why is basil in here i i barely ate it with last night's dinner and now it's on my face well um i i andrew kind of talked about how he was having like a baby fit because they didn't have any of the like any new smells and i'm like you need to get another hobby because this is so ridiculous that you're like in the grocery (laughs) store kind of stomping your feet 
Um, then Luke talks about um, going to a spa. Uh, it sounded, and they talked about aromatherapy and whether or not it works. I mean, I think it smells can definitely calm you. I don't think it's like a healing factor at all, but I, I do think you can kind of get zend out a little bit with smells but it does like luke's spa story sounds like essential oils which is something that many people Mm -hmm. on my facebook page have been trying to sell me for many many years (laughs) Uh, (laughs) they smell good sometimes but it's all bullshit Uh, i'll take an ounce and it's free they're free hillary if you can just get six more people involved you're up tell her i'll take an ounce of new car and two ounces of pine tree Um, Yeah, once they start making mothball essential oils, sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Luke also likes the smell of gas and cigarette smoke. Okay. Um, And Andrew likes boat fuel, which I kind of get because it reminds you of being like on the water. I mean, it doesn't smell good, but you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, fun. We're about to go, you know. Gas smells good. Uh, Yeah. if, If it were... If it didn't, if it didn't cause brain damage, I would <laughs> probably it. skip gas a lot. Um, this is like if I were going to say what my personal favorite one is, I of all of my senses, my smell is by far the worst. Like I am such a mouth breather to like I just don't, yeah. I don't, I really don't like. I have to kind of concentrate on breathing through my nose. Uh, but if I were to say, probably my my favorite smell is we have a housekeeper that comes twice a month and when I come home and I could smell pine salt, I'm like, yes, the house is clean. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's mine. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they went out with, uh, the lick, the tens, which is such a gross uh, name, but, uh, falling in love with you. But I used to love some kind of wonderful and Dave hates that movie. So anyway, I thought it was sort of a fun outro song. (laughs) That's Wednesday. Let's go to, Let's go to Thursday, number 2802, People for the Ethical Treatment of Fashion. Uh, We start this show with an interesting note from Genevieve that she's really embarrassed at the kind of music that she likes, or she's embarrassed to tell people about it because it's so pedestrian, I guess. And she says she would rather tell people what kind of porn she watches. (laughs) That actually made me laugh. Yeah, me too. (laughs) That was great. I thought that was that was really charming because um, she she's a, a kind of a cool person and like comes off very very uh, hip and cool and then she's just openly admitting that she'll just listen to any yeah. kind of bullshit mm-hmm. that comes on the radio. Um, she tells a very sweet story about when she and Andrew were relatively new dating and she bought some Bell and Sebastian CDs. Um, and their accounts of this diverge a little bit. First, Andrew says that she did it to impress him with her musical taste. And she says, no, that's not exactly what it was. It was more that because you had introduced me to them, I kind of felt like I wanted some or whatever. Whichever way that turned out, it, it's very sweet and telling about their relationships of course he had no idea he didn't notice at all that she bought these bell and sebastian cds <laughs> so whatever she was going for it didn't, yeah. didn't quite work just casually leave them out on the kitchen counter oh the oh, my bell and sebastian cds i i'd misplaced them. yes there they are uh luke brings up this uh, sweet spot in relationships where it's you still care about what they think, but you're not all consumed with what they think. So he says it's between, it's 
giving more than zero fucks, but less than a lot of fucks. Yes. So. Yeah. Well that's, said. Yep, that's a good way to put mm-hmm. it. Today's topic is favorite outfits. Genevieve tells the story of this red velvet business suit, I guess skirt and jacket, with a black Peter Pan collar and black buttons. It sounds cute. <laughs> yeah. That she wore to her interview at the U-Dub? <laughs> I'm so confused now, Mike. You've confused me. I need, I need Abby in here for a low growl. <laughs> At the University of Washington (laughs) to interview for her current position. Uh, It wasn't until she got there and she was in the interview that she realized it was Wazoo Colors, which is a giant no-no. But she smashed the interview and still got the job. So good for her. Andrew starts out his portion of this by saying, I have no style. And Luke says, you have passable style. (laughs) And I laughed. (laughs) And then Genevieve, Mm, this was my favorite moment in quite some time. Genevieve says, when you're allowed to pick out your own pants, it does not go well. (laughs) Yeah, especially tonight pants. Well, I, Um, Andrew has said this. Let me interject something here. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, Ann, but, but. Luke said something once said something that insulted me pretty greatly, but he didn't even say it to me. Uh, Emily and I had started dating and we were at some function. You were wearing a turtleneck. Luke was talking to her. (laughs) A vest. (laughs) A jean. Right. I was probably, probably wearing a denim vest and (laughs) turtleneck in July. And uh, I wasn't even, I wasn't even present for this conversation. Emily told me later that Luke said, um, are you going to help him with his fashion? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. Mm. I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, yeah. Oh, get get on your unicycle and get out of here. <laughs> um, let's see. Where was I? Um Sorry. Yeah, I the problem the problem with Andrew and pants is that he um he gets things too big. He gets yeah. his clothes in general too big and his pants particularly mm-hmm. too big. So um Genevieve, you're doing the Lord's work by trying to rein mm-hmm. that in. Uh he talks about this outfit that his mom bought him when he was a freshman in college at the Gap for Oh, bless your heart. Easter. Your mom was buying you clothes while you were in college. Yeah kind of i forget did they say it was for easter probably your mom still buys you an easter outfit oh, your mom bought you an easter outfit when you were 19 <laughs> the gap um and it had he couldn't quite remember if it was a green or a yellow shirt but it had a matching tie and it had a green plaid sport coat andrew no <laughs> And even after the shirt and what tie a- were discarded, he wore the sport the sport coat forever long after it had gone out. Well, of every fashion. Lucky Charms photo shoot he had to go to, he had to, he had to have the jacket on. Until uh, one Halloween, fateful Halloween night, and they were going to a party, and there was a long detail about Genevieve's brother and how he was going as Lizard Boy, and Andrew got self conscious about not having a costume. And decided to go as Lizard Man. And so they sewed spikes to the back of the green plaid sport coat and sacrificed it to Halloween. Maybe that's why he hates Halloween. Because he lost his favorite sport coat. How fast did 
Genevieve whip out the um, right. fabric scissors. <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> when yeah. when he when he volunteered the sport coat, like, oh yeah, I have some yeah. ideas. <laughs> Done. There's like seven costumes immediately. But he says that even after it had spikes sewed on the back, he had a hard time throwing it away for. <laughs> 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 she should have really carved that thing up like a Christmas ham just to make him like never consider it. Yep. Uh, as for Luke, he's pretty happy with his current uniform, he calls it, of the penguin collared shirt, his Everlane jeans, or perhaps um, I forget what other kind of jeans that he has, um, and his Rod Lavers. And he says that he is no longer buffeted by the winds of fashion. So he's not trying to wear skinny jeans. He's not wearing his, quote, white V-neck T-shirt, unquote. He's sort of settled into his semi-hip dad style, and he feels pretty good about it. I think that's a good choice, Luke. I do, too. And I agree. I mean, I... I feel like in the last three years I've sort of settled on roughly what my style is and it does feel good to not be like oh you know this kind of jean or whatever is in style it's like I'm not gonna it's not that's not for me like the younger much thinner people can do that but I I'm just interested I like what I like and I know basically what looks good on me yep I think fashion will always come back to bite you in the ass Mm mm-hmm and that's Thursday. Uh, that's why I never spend any money on any fashion. <laughs> Those turtlenecks last All forever. Right, we're going to bring this in. <laughs> Denim. <laughs> well, if, if you have enough mothballs, uh, Friday, a 2803, the biggest bird gets the sugar. Um, I really hate uh, my favorite things and pretty much any song from a musical. I just hate musicals oh, so, so much, which is something we can get into at another time. Musicals are such a waste no, of time. Uh, they talk about Dick Van Tyke's bad Cockney accent. Um, we're, as Americans, we're all terrible at those British accents. Let's just take a minute to, to doff our caps to our our chimney sweep caps to all the British people that can, and not just British, but Australian and Irish and Welsh and all these people that can pull off American accents so beautifully. We were talking about Lady Bird last night when we were driving home and Emily said something made me want to just (laughs) dive out of the car on the freeway. And, and I, I heard the actress yeah. interviewed, and I could barely understand anything she was saying, yet yet she seemed like a girl from Sacramento. I, I literally have been watching so. her for like 10 years, and I just learned how to, pro- out, how to pronounce her name. Like, I have to kind of remind myself, Saoirse, oh, yeah. Saoirse, Saoirse. Mm-hmm. Not smelled like that. Yeah, I, I, don't, even, I don't even try it. <laughs> um, the, they... Luke plays the Jeopardy song every day when they're they're giving time to think about the um, the topic. And is it me? I've never talked about this with anyone. Is it me or is it I'm a little teapot song? <laughs> Tip that Jeopardy me over song. and pour me out. And pour it's in a different key. Mm-hmm. Out. Boom, boom. <laughs> they just threw a little timpani at the end of the teapot song. Don't talk to me about keys. I, I, don't I just, know. I just I don't found it weird keys. that they didn't discuss these topics ahead of time and they had to think about them during the show. Especially this one. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. 
right. Uh, today's theme is uh, current <clears throat> favorite pet. Uh, we find out that Veeves has a hummingbird named Reginald <laughs> who's getting bullied away from his uh, hummingbird feeder. But, uh, hey, you're a hummingbird. Aren't you used to being one of the smallest in the in the animal kingdom? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, they talk about the Theodore Murray origin story. He's from <laughs> Somerville. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty cute story. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, they they talk about how he had a stroke, possibly, when he was a uh, young cat, and he turned evil <laughs> and has slowly come back from being evil. Um, and then they talk about the difficulty of adopting animals. The shelters are very difficult. I don't find them that difficult. If you have $100 and you're not an asshole, usually they'll let you have a they'll let you have an yeah. animal. But uh, that's too much work, I think, definitely for Luke and seemingly for for Andrew and Genevieve, though. I I, I like to ad- adopt from the shelters. I, I say I, but it's usually Emily who's calling me from the shelter <laughs> saying I have to go there because they won't let her adopt until I give my permission. But um, it's a confidence statement. It's also, you know, you, you know you're getting your, I don't know. It's it's an ego stroke, I guess, in a way, but just grabbing a cat out in front of the Safeway or going on Craigslist, it, it feels it's weird definitely to me these market days. Market basket, when, by the way. I know exactly which grocery store she's talking about. <laughs> the market basket in Somerville is like, it, it, it's uh, to borrow an analogy, like downtown Beirut. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're lucky if the cats are even in a box. <laughs> Usually they're just wandering around the aisles. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Professor Bananas was a, a from a 30 Rock joke, uh, which I remember seeing mm-hmm. that. I haven't seen all the 30 Rocks, but I do remember that joke, and that was that was funny. And then I think the show pick was Professor Bananas. Oh, my God. That's kitten. so Did y'all see cute. That? Yeah. Yeah. That would be my favorite pet of theirs, <laughs> yep. just based on that picture. Uh, Veeves makes no bones about it, prefers Professor Bananas. Andrew would not choose, uh, probably, and he, he thinks Bananas is a better cat, but he would take Theo in the breakup because he thinks Theo needs him more, which I thought was a sweet... I think he sees himself 100%. Old, grumpy, <laughs> evil, it's Halloween. peas in closets. <laughs> oh god uh wanders away from home uh gets drunk um uh olive uh the the circle of negging is what luke calls it uh olive loves uh sorry uh luke and carrie love olive and crave her attention olive loves Rudy and craves her attention, and then Rudy loves Luke and Carrie and craves their attention. And that is very much how shit works. It's just you you have to be involved in these complicated multiple pet relationships to understand. But uh, but water seeks its own level, and so does love, and and it's insane how that how that works. And of course, Luke prefers 
Rudy over the pets. He doesn't he doesn't make any bones about that either. So I think we're going to wrap this up on time. That's it for Friday, unless y'all had anything else. Nope. Nope. All right. Meredith, who's your favorite pet? I will not and cannot <laughs> choose. Mike. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. That's a good one. Um, right now, I would have to say Edith because... Uh, Edith hasn't made any holes in my hands or arms. <laughs> Percy's way down the list. She never has. Edith has never scratched anyone or bitten anyone in the history She's an of angel. Edith. And you can give her belly rubs with impunity. Love it. Well, what more could you ask for? Yeah. Yeah. On a cold day mm. in Austin. All right. Time for some housekeeping. You can buy things from us at littleredbandwagon.com. You can archive for us by emailing Christy or reaching out to us in any number of other ways. You can buy things on Amazon, including but not limited to the Time brand fur diffuser, which we'll put a link in the show notes for if you don't want to go to a mall or a gift store that used to be in the mall. And be sure to listen to Earbuds and Earworms, uh, the latest episode, Year End Drum Switchery. Um, the last couple of episodes, I feel like, are just uh, the theme is great songs for the end of the year. <laughs> I don't know that, <laughs> that it's more complicated than that. I don't know that it ever has to be. You can get involved by finding us at littleredbandwagon.com. You can send us your criticisms, even if you're not crit, at throwyourphone.com. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at LRB Podcast. The email is littleredbandwagon at gmail.com voicemails and text messages to 802-432-TBTL you can fax me at 617-354-8513 but 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 with that I, I will get us out of here until next time this is the next party we love you Jen and we love you Charlie aww I don't love Charlie. What are you talking about? <laughs> don't speak for me. Uh, have you seen him in person? He's got weird sideburns. Mm. <laughs> Tall drink of water. Somebody oh want to nail it? All right, I'll do it. Nailed it.
happy to meet me. Blossom of snow, may you bloom and grow, bloom and grow forever. Edelweiss, Edelweiss, bless. 